So I would like to invite my deacon to please come down for a second. My dear candidates, today is a very special and important moment in your life where you are about to begin and enter into a friendship. So I'm asking my deacon to come down here to kind of help illustrate this point. For those who do not know him, what, would, what is the first thing you have to do? You first have to ask him what is his name, right? So Deacon, could you introduce your name to all the candidates today? I am Deacon Normand. Okay. So now we all know who he is, right? We see him and we know his name. Can you guys tell me what, his, what is his name again? Deacon Norman, correct. But if I'm supposed to enter into a relationship and a friendship with someone, I first have to know their name, right? And then I begin to ask questions. So one question I could ask is, Deacon Norman, where are you from? I am from Haiti in the Caribbean, for those who do not know where. So now I know his name and where he's from. As I begin a relationship with someone, a friendship, I need to get to know them deeper and deeper and deeper. So I begin to spend more time with Deacon Norman, asking him more questions, getting to know him, and allowing him the opportunity to get to know me. So let's give Deacon Norman a quick round of applause. So today, this friendship you're about to begin did not just start today, but at the moment of your baptism, we all have been given a best friend. This best friend is Jesus Christ. But today, in a specific way, you affirm who he is, you take on that relationship for yourself, and you take ownership and say that I want to be in relationship with Jesus Christ for the rest of my life. The challenge and the hard part for my dear young people is that relationship. Let me ask you again, how many of you have a best friend? Raise your hand. So you all have a best friend. How many hours, show, by the show of your fingers, how many hours do you spend with your best friend? Whether that's talking to them, whether that's hanging out with them. So I see eight hours. I see eight hours. I see eight hours. I see 10 hours. I see eight, seven. So you guys spend a lot of time with that friend. So from this moment on, you're invited and called and asked to spend more time with this friend that we all have in common, this friend, Jesus Christ. So then how would you spend more time with him? You spend more time with him in prayer. So just like a minute ago, how Deacon Norman and I were having a conversation, right? I was asking him questions. I was getting to know him. So in prayer, that's how we get to know Jesus Christ, who he is, how he works in my life, and how I can live like he does. 
The second place and the second moment in which we are allowed and able to get to know Jesus Christ is every Sunday at the celebration of the Mass. Because what we do at our celebration is we all gather together as a family to get to know Him together. Because what we do is we hear Scripture. We hear stories of how Jesus was working, how God was working in people's lives so that we can learn from that. And in learning, we get to know who Jesus Christ is. We get to learn how God works in our lives. And then we hear the homily where the priest breaks that apart and applies it into our everyday life. And then most importantly, we then gather at the Eucharistic table to ask him more intimately so that we can receive him and that he can enter and be a part of our lives. So that when we leave this church, we don't leave by ourselves anymore, but we leave with Jesus Christ in us, a part of us, journeying with us more intimately every day of our life. So what you're about to receive and do today, my dear young people, is just that. To take on your faith and the desire and want to have that authentic relationship, an intimate friendship, to have a best friend in Jesus Christ, in your sacrament of confirmation. And then when you come up here to receive the Eucharist, you ask him more intimately to be a part of your life, to walk with you, to be a part of you every day. And so that every week, every Sunday, you come to learn more about him, to be with him, and to ask him to help you every day of your life. So I challenge you every day to continue that relationship. This is a, not a once and for all thing. Once you receive First Communion and Confirmation, I'm done. I don't have to worry about anything anymore. But in receiving Confirmation in the Eucharist, you are saying that I will continue this relationship for the rest of my life. So I challenge you every day to get to know Jesus more intimately. And secondly, to come every Sunday to get to know him more. Because you spend at least eight hours every week, every day, sometimes every day or sometimes even every week with your best friend. Jesus only asks of you for one hour every Sunday to be with him. So then just give him that one hour every Sunday to come see and visit him. Can you guys do that? Can you guys do that? Are you guys awake? <laughs> so can you guys do that? Thank you. So my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as we come to celebrate this momentous occasion for our young people of our church, it's not just their celebration. It's just not their momentous occasion itself. And we as people of faith are sitting here as spectators, watching and just admiring what they are doing. But the invitation for us today is to also then recall back our First Communion, our Confirmation, and ask ourselves, how are we living those sacraments out today and at this moment? It's so momentous for these young people to receive the Eucharist, to receive Confirmation. But how are they supposed to live out their faith without you? 
first and foremost as a model and example of that faith. But secondly, if they want to get to know their best friend Jesus Christ every Sunday, how are they going to get here to Mass? How are they going to get here to sacramental prep or get here to further their understanding and knowledge and friendship of Jesus Christ if it's not for you as parents, as godparents, as family, as friends, to support them in what they are doing? Because the sacraments in which they are receiving are the same sacraments you have received at one point in your life. The Eucharist is the love that God has for each and every one of us that calls us to share that with another, that affirms what our mission is from the moment of our baptism. We're called to participate as one family, together, united together through our baptism. As a family, we make up the body of Christ. Put it this way. If you had one ear listening to everything around the world, is it difficult because your ear, your other ear has to work harder to hear what is going on in this world? Or to put it differently, if you had one arm, that one arm you have would have to work harder to take care of what you need every day of your life. So as the body of Christ, if we are missing members, missing people in our, re our family, it affects us as a whole. But if you think about it, as you gather together as a family, whether that's Christmas, whether that's New Year's, and a family member or families are missing in that celebration, aren't you always thinking about them? Aren't you always wondering what they're doing? if they're okay, if they're doing well. We as a community of faith are always wondering where the rest of the family is because each and every one of us has a particular mission, a particular job, and a particular thing that we offer back to the church. To put it simply, some of you here are musicians who can contribute your talent back to the church. Other, he, other here are given different gifts, whether that's art, whether that's patience. These gifts are then used to help build and further this community, to strengthen this community. But without your gift, our community suffers. Our community is strained because others have to work harder because you are not contributing and helping build this family. So how then are our young people going to help and further and build their faith and this community without your help? So today as we celebrate with our young people their confirmation and their first communion, let us not forget our mission as adults for them, to them. Because we ourselves have to first and foremost, when we receive the Eucharist, be the model example of God's love. A love, a self-sacrificial love, where I die to my own self, my own desires, and my own wants for the betterment of someone else, for the betterment of the other. And I take that and make it my own through the sacrament of confirmation, so that I may take it out into the world and share that with those in need. And so every Sunday when I come back to the Eucharist, I come back asking the Lord to help me continue that mission, 
to continue that work in the world, but most importantly, help me to love those around me so that I can continue your mission in the world. So as we continue the celebration for our young people, let us ask ourselves, how are we living out our First Communion? How well are we living out our confirmation so that we too can be bright light and example to our young people who are receiving those sacraments today? Amen.